Let's get socially deconstructed. What's up? It's your girl, Trina Dong. And today we are going to be talking about the pressures that come with aging and comparison and all the things that we always complain about as far as age is concerned. And I am so excited to have a very special guest with me, Mapuana Makia. Hello. Hello. Guys, Mapuana's here from Hawaii. Hi. How freaking jealous. Is everyone right now that just listened because I'm jealous. So you're in Hawaii killing it kind of post post. Well, I won't say post pandemic, but post major lockdown ish pre post pre post pandemic. There we go. We're going to be talking about what it's been like. I think this is important too within the pandemic because I think this has had a little special twist on aging because we're also still. And so it's like, I personally feel like we went through a whole year and I didn't do much of anything. So life's progress left, you know, in like February of 2020. And I think that has a little bit to do with the comparison to younger people. How do you feel in general about getting older, whether it be your personal life or work? The first story that comes to mind is I visited a couple years back and I uh, I saw my grandma. My grandma was like, oh, hi, Mapu. And I was like, hi, grandma. Good to see you. She was, how old are you now? I'm like, I'm, I'm 33, grandma. Oh, time to freeze your eggs. Good <laughs> to see you. And then walked away. <gasps> I had not seen her for like two years, three years. And that's the first thing that came up. Time to freeze your eggs. Time Did to you freeze listen your eggs. to grandma? And then just, uh, I looked into it and then just was like, uh, I just, I can't afford this. This is like, I think it's like, I think that there's like startup costs and then there's maintenance oh. costs. And to be honest with you, like not even a hundred percent sure that I even want kids. So See, like that's, that's like a like a pretty. That is what is the real sh- sharp end to those people. Like if you said that yeah. to Grandma, mm-hmm. she would have mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. walked away. She would have like dropped on the ground. Right. Oh there. yeah, 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 and called my mother. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> which is that's the other fascinating part too that like. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that you've thought about too, but like, as I age, I'm like, oh, like that window of whether or not I want children or like, or like, you know, children that I bear or whatever, mm-hmm. that window's like, it's closing for real. Yeah. Very quickly. Not, yeah. Like right now I'm in the geriatric pregnancy age. Right. I'm, <laughs> The word geriatric in front of it is just rude. It doesn't need to be there. It's <laughs> with Come all on. the other with all the other names in the world you can name. <laughs> name it like I don't know what. Oh uh, late 30s period, maybe just that because who cares? Um yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, and I think I'd love to talk to you more about this, but I do think uh culture has something to do with age, but like I was telling you earlier, I think that there's just a part of me that's, and then I, I really do want to hear what you have to say about this, Trina, but like, I just, I've been really rebellious against it lately, just because I'm like, I don't, 
I personally think aging is really difficult, especially watching, you know, my grandparents age and like how much respect I have for people who like still around and still doing it and still Mm -hmm. um, that it just, it kind of sucks to sucks that it like it it feels like bad to get old like I wish I could look forward to getting old like I looked forward to being like double digits when I was nine I want to look forward to it I or as far as like mentally anyway I'm definitely happier now at my age than I ever was in my Mm -hmm. 20s or ever like ever having you know some sort of like mental hold on who I am as yeah, far exactly. as, yeah. and I know that that's going to change, but like, oh, I just, yeah, because like, you should be able to look forward to life and not be wanting to look backward because of what doesn't exist anymore. I think that is the difficult part. Cause it's so obvious that you shouldn't be upset about aging. You should be lucky that aging is happening, but it's still like there's comparison. And there's been a lot of conversation on, uh, social media about social media's effects, especially during pandemic, on age expectations. And like what? Oh, like I, like if I'm too old to do TikTok, I was just practicing my dance this morning. Do it. You're you should you should be on TikTok. TikTok TikTok is a space for people that anybody that has the energy to do TikTok, right? Should TikTok. That's whether the other you're a hundred or nine I don't care but if I you can put, have the mental capacity for it you should do it okay and then go right. viral and get paid I'll work on it you should um what else do you think you can't do good question uh probably certain clothing mm. maybe like what like uh, scrunchies oh I have I, scrunchies I feel like I can still pull off I still do. I scrunchy all day. Uh, what kind of things? Like, basically just anything like, that we can find at Forever 21. That's exactly what I was going to say. Anything in Forever 21. Like, I feel like I shouldn't shop there anymore. But there's, but also the things that people would expect from Forever 21 are probably not the things that you're going to be attracted to anymore. Like, also true. People aren't going to know that whatever you're wearing is Forever 21. You're going to have bought like something pretty general and not like off the wall exactly yeah I don't know if this was your situation when you lived in LA but all of my friends there are way younger than me because oh, really? that's just who you meet at you know because you're you have a survival job yeah and that's who you meet at said survival job did you what what was your friend group like when you were in LA oh uh are you just gonna say you and your boyfriend <laughs> Pretty much towards the end. Um, the only one person that I liked in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, actually, no. I mean, at my survival jobs, yeah, everybody's much younger. Yeah. And that was one thing that my agent had said that I really, really liked about my age. And I want to share it with you. Please. With the world. Tell she us. was like, yeah, in your 20s everybody's doing this. Everybody wants to act. Everybody does it. Right. And then we reach a point where we hit like where I'm at right now. We're like, people have either quit or they've decided to go all the way. And so a lot of people follow it in this age group, you know, to other things and other interests. And then the, the pool gets smaller again. 
That's very interesting. And for me, that was really um, encouraging. I was very encouraged by that because I was like, oh, well, okay, let me be one of those people and see what that feels like to, to, you know, kind of pretend myself into like, yeah, I'm one of those people that go all the way, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that takes a lot of pressure off too, right? Like, because there's no, that leads to no cutoff with what you're up to like because eventually you will roll into young mom and it'll keep rolling in that direction anyway and you just have to hope that people are writing good roles is all but that is hard to find at any age and then I think like I think I'm I'm definitely like I think a lot about like exit strategies for when when aliens attack when aliens attack um (laughs) when god i just had a nightmare about the like another strain anyway but like sorry no (laughs) but there's not like a lot of great movies like the best exotic marigold hotel do you remember that movie yeah there's like these great roles for like older people that like dame judy dench uh you know will say no to if she says no then then maybe we've got a shot but like (laughs) that's the kind of thing that I think about later on in life where I'm like well I wonder if there are going to be like more shows that feature people that are older because right now it feels like media does tend to skew on the younger side yeah and that's up to I think that's up to the millennials to us to be either creating those stories finding those stories to get created and having a part in you know what is being made in the industry because that's one thing too that has entered my mind very recently that just because you write it doesn't mean you have to play it and that -hmm. is something that I always was like I'll just write for myself I'll be the star of every movie I write but it's like that doesn't matter anymore now it's no. just like we need to write these stories that all the people are in and you're right including people that are over 35 years old i love would love love to see that start to happen and that become or literally like golden girls to come back <gasps> or you know where's the sex in the city or you know that type of stuff those ages who would we cast in the new Golden Girls? Betty White still. Betty White could still be in it. She's she'll she lives forever, right? She is. We hear that she's gonna live forever. Immortal. Yeah, she took a pill. Yeah. Is there anything that you feel like you left behind with not even with age number wise, but just okay. like growing older? Um, carbohydrates. Um, Um, Uh, Kool-Aid Dysfunctional relationships Ooh, um, love those, that's good Fun dip um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately Uh, What else? Pretty much all artificial sweeteners I think at this point (laughs) Not Stevia? Oh, not, Stevia is cool Stevia is okay um what else did I leave behind where do you think that your influence on because you said you're you're really wanting to be rebellious against the age situation if someone asks you how old you are you say your age if someone asks me how old I am I say 21 plus (laughs) and it's a little bit different because I just have a thing where it's like I want you to judge me my last name is Dong I want you to judge me for one less thing 
Right. That's, that's kind of how I see it, especially, especially in the industry. And you ought and we automatically feel like you are going to be judged if you are judged negatively, if you are told, if you tell people how old you are. Yeah. Rather than positively. Exactly. You tell them how old you are, you're kind of like, you know, you're, you're over. You're, you're done. No good. You're, you're expired. Do you think that for you personally, the reason why you want to just live a, a truthful life is, do, is that because of something within you? Is that because of your surroundings? Is that because of um, cultural, familial, uh, you, maybe your, even your relationship? What do you think it is? Definitely. I think part of it's probably cultural rebellion. Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, you're still doing the acting thing, huh? Like, <laughs> you know, up until a certain point. Um, I don't know. I also just am like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm better now. Like, yeah. I'm, sm- I'm smarter now. And like, what's the rush? What do you mean? Like, what's the rush in having to be now, 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 now? Like, why can't I just keep going and do it? when it, Whenever it's going to happen, it'll happen. And I don't know. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't like this is and this is I'm strictly speaking for myself and like. But like I didn't, I didn't feel like I knew anything much in my twenties. I and I don't, I definitely couldn't handle any of the things that I'm doing now in my twenties. Yeah. If I had been, if I had been granted some of the things that I have gotten now, I don't know that I would be able to uh, move through it the way that exactly the way I want to. Interesting. Um, See, I. After I graduated college, I moved to New York City and I became a publicist. So I was uh, oh, that's working, right. Yeah, I was a working, like, successful career person for, like, eight years. And then when I was, like, 29, I was like, why don't I go do something that I love instead of something that's turning me into a monster? And then, so started the new career after other people are already, like, you know, they've got houses, they've got kids, they've got all these things. And I started over. So I think that's where my thing comes from is I've had to make a lot of decisions that like things are tech. I call it my fault. Like it's my fault. I'm this. It's not a fault though, but like, that's what I blame it on. Like I made the choice. But do you think that like a part of, because you had so like you had wild success at a like pretty very young age. Do you think that that affects the way that you feel about age now? Yeah. I think I look at it differently in that um, I was able to really like put my head down and make it happen uh, as like a girl from small town Wisconsin like I just Mm -hmm. made it happen and there was no other choice and I think that that is actually what kept me in the career for so long is because I didn't want to give up what I had truly like I ran away from basically ran away from home to make this happen and so yeah and then because there's all the doubt like it's very fake until you make it at the beginning because it's like okay I'm gonna move to Los Angeles now I'm gonna say I'm a comedian now I'm gonna say I'm an actor now what's gonna happen right and I still did things on the side while I was doing that other job but there's only so much you could do and so yeah I think it's a lot of that but it's also a lot of like who you see in Los Angeles every you see young people at your auditions you see young people everywhere and it's like the older people where they at who's in their thirties? Why don't I see you? (laughs) What's it like in Hawaii with age? Is age like uh, a a happier thing? I just, I just assume that your vibe, the vibe of Hawaii is just so much more like chill and looking forward. 
Yeah, it actually is. I mean, the age expectancy here is like, you know, up until one point, I want to say top 10 in the world that people were living longer here. And there's also, you know, I don't know if this is because there's such a um, Asian influence and culture here, but people are also like much more respectful to their elders here. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like people are, I feel like our elders are like more revered here than in other parts of the world. Like, especially like in my family, you know, once someone gets older, like you just expect that they will end up living with someone rather than, you know, other options. Like it's just, it's just handled differently here. So maybe that, maybe that has some influence as to like why I don't really think about it yet. Yeah. And there's some like wisdom comes with age and that's yeah. why the elders are respected so much. I think yeah. it's different in different parts of my parents don't bug me about my age. They, they don't think no, because my dad was an immigrant. Like when he moved here, he worked at a, um, a graveyard and like, I, I was the first, my brother and I are the first to graduate from college in the entire like extended family and so like to them that was the win and then after that it's like all right as long as you can pay your rent you know because I think yeah. when you when you grow up poor the mm-hmm. expectations are lower and so it's like there's not you got to go be you know a doctor or mathematician there's none no. of that stuff it's very much just like you just got to make it and like yeah. try to be happy just maintain a existence yeah yeah for and sure that's a very southeast asian thing too from my my dad's Vietnamese and so you know working in fields and stuff like that like that is the majority there so I think it's a little bit different than East Asian situations yeah I would agree well in order to not be a downer through this whole conversation because I don't want to get in my feels about it we're going to do something fun so I found this blog post from this girl that travels the world lives her best life and she wrote herself questions when she was in her 20s and now she wrote a blog post when she the day she turned 32 and answered said questions we're going to answer said questions and we're going to prove if we've actually learned some stuff or if like (laughs) maybe we should miss something (laughs) from when we were younger so they're very basic but you know we don't know what's going to happen okay Question one, how much do things I do now affect my future? Whoa. <laughs> I can go first if you want. Go, you go first. Um, they affect it a lot just in the way of uh, you develop your personality when you're in your 20s and you develop your inner you. And I think that there comes a point where you reflect upon that and you're like, am I the person you know, that I, I want to be. And then you either keep being that and grow and fix what you may have done wrong or keep doing what you've done right. So I definitely think how you do things always affects how you are always because you're going to live with the consequences, good or bad, no matter what. They're going to matter less when you turn 30. You're going to be like, I don't care about that as much, but they definitely do affect how you feel about it. What do you think? You know- you know what's funny is that when I did have a negative idea about aging, I did think to myself, like, I better come up with like a pretty good personality or like, at least like, try to be funny. So that when I'm ugly, I'll have something to fall back on. 
What do you mean? So that when you're, uh, oh, like when you're old and ugly. I guess, like, I guess that's what I thought. Like I was going to be some, what? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But these are like inner thoughts that I, yeah. like, that I'm now sharing with everyone. But yes. like, that is what I thought for a yeah. long <laughs> I think that's what, but that is also what like TV and movies tell us, right? Like teen movies tell us that like, oh, when you're old, you're ugly, you're washed up, you better get that guy now while you're hot and right. and while you're hot and dumb or whatever the hell it was when we were younger. Right. That's what it was. That's what did it to you. Mean Girls uh, did that to you. Mean Girls. Okay. Now that's know. what I was. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. For me, the thing. What was it? The things that affect me now. How much do the things I do now affect my future? So when you were in your twenties, do you think, or if someone in your twenties asked us, if I would, I'm answering as my twenty year old self. No, you're as- answering as you now. Oh, to your twenty one year old or to your twenty ish year old self. Well, I would tell her that, like, well, I'd say, like, this is the first time I'm ever thinking about. Uh, starting a retirement account <laughs> oh no yes <laughs> yes is that bad that's bad it's late it's yeah, late. yeah 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 but when I was in my 20s <laughs> no way I was only like I always the only thing I cared about was like well how short oh am I going to be on rent this month like yeah survival man how many days can I make it before I get that text message one (laughs) the answer was always it was one one. day yeah um that's what I so that's definitely that's a huge difference for me now I think that's interesting because it is a lot like adulting and I know it's like a buzzword these days adulting but it's a very real thing like when you get to an age you start having to think about so much stuff that you thought you were free of for life somehow like you thought you were super woman superman super person and you just weren't you just weren't uh did my younger self ever think about hyaluronic acid or sunscreen (laughs) never never you grew up in hawaii exactly why'd you think about sunscreen (laughs) exactly who cares does anybody in hawaii wear sunscreen Uh, i don't know (laughs) i was good i feel like it's just like that's life it would wear sunscreen every second I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Next question, which is going to be interesting because we're both going to have a completely different answer to this question. Okay. Will I find my person by the time I turn 32? Wow. 32 is I such be- a specific age to ask this question so about. Go ahead. I, sh- I should say yes, because I think he can hear me. Um, <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> So yes, um, <laughs> I mean, will for I, sure. <laughs> yeah, but I also thought I was gonna have like two kids by now. When I was like, when I was like seventeen, I was like, okay, the career, everything's gonna happen at this age. Then I'll have the kid. You know, I was like, I had a like a trajectory that I thought, or at least thought I thought I should have. And yeah. Then, no, no, no. Um. So yeah, I guess you're right. Right now, I did find my person. I found him at. I was 27. Well, you guys been together for 10 years. Almost 10 years. Wow. What a miracle in today's society. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a real and, miracle. And in LA too. Yeah. Like meeting in LA out of all. And you yeah. guys have LA jobs. 
and you're not yeah. very LA. So that's, he's probably not either. I presume I've never met him, but I'm sure it works. No, I've never met him. Oh, I feel like you guys would like each other. The Midwest, Midwest game. That's yeah, how it works. It would be, it would be strong. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, no, like there's no guarantee of any of those things. I think all the stuff that I thought when I was young, just like what you said, you're like, okay, so for sure, like, I won't have to worry about anything ever again when I turn 22, right? Right. Like, I won't have to worry about how much money I spend at the bar anymore. I'll suddenly be rich and just dumb stuff like that. Like, you're the, you can't put a time on when you're going to find said person because that's just going to screw you up. Because if you don't find them, you are on the route to a bad rom-com ending, my friend. And it's Am not I- good. Am I allowed to ask a sub question? Yeah. This is kind of deep, so I don't know if, but like, do you think that there's one person or do you think that there are several people that could be that person for you? I don't know. I've never really, I don't know. I guess it's the idea of soulmates and like. Have you seen the that one... show? The soulmates show? Mm-mm. it's based in the future and there's a test that you can take to find out who your soulmate is and it it takes you through what it's like to be married and then you find out who your soulmate is and it's not them and like all sorts of madness i love, I love it um i i would love to think that there's one person and they'll approach one day but we don't know any of that stuff it's just like so we just don't know so I'm just gonna say no you're not gonna find your person by the time you're 32 and then if you do like god bless I obviously didn't so whatever so whatever but thankful for Joe hi Joe hi Joe (laughs) um this one's good okay how can I get people to love me You go first. (laughs) I feel like I ask that question every five minutes. Okay, so Um, how do I get you to love me? How do I get you to love me? Isn't that crazy though? Thinking back to your to your 20s, did you think about that ever? Like, did you ever think about that or did you just people just loved you? No, I I think I feel like I subconsciously thought about it all the time. Really? I think I was, I think I'm, I'm, I'm rehabbing it now, but I, especially being in the restaurant industry, I was, I was a constant, Mm. constant people pleaser. I was always trying to think of ways to like get people to be happy around me. I get very nervous when people are upset around me. So, um, I don't like, I like having, I know. No, there's, good. there's this deeper issues that we will probably no. hope like that might come up. You're but, like, hopefully not <laughs> at this point, at this point, whatever, whatever. But, but yeah, I think I do. So what's your advice then? How do you get people to love you? I know that that's not, you can't. Yeah. You can think that you have control over what people think of you, but, the, but you don't. I think I, I think I lead with, I try to lead with kindness and being nice to people. And maybe I'm a little overly nice and not for their benefit, but for mine, I'm going to be honest there. 
Um, but even then, like, there's going to be somebody that doesn't like the nice person in the room. There's going to be yeah. somebody that like, what is she doing? Why is she doing that? There's like, I don't know. It's, I'm starting to bother myself because now I know that I have no control over how people are going to love me or not. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you remember Jacqueline Ruiz, right? Mm-hmm. So she came on the show. We've talked about um, why we're so nice to mean people because we both have very long histories and presence just being really nice to mean people and just getting burned. And one thing that she said was that she is often isn't it sometimes selfish to be so nice and so that goes hand in hand with what you just said like are you being overly nice just for your own you know to feel loved because you know that's the easiest way yes absolutely I like that man that's probably why I gravitate towards people who just say what they want to say and like aren't very nice to people sometimes like those are the characters that I love reading for because I'm maybe because I would never do that in my real life because I if I say anything bad or anything mean I will feel so bad about it the next day Hmm. when's the last time you said something mean what I think you're like well this morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah what Uh, you think was mean that like one of those times where you have the flashbacks, right? Where you're like, you think about it when you're laying down at like one in the morning. You're like, oh, why did I say that? When's the last time one of those things happened? Probably a couple years ago, maybe. Um, okay. But yeah. You don't have to get into it, but yeah. No, I, yeah. I totally, being nice is a good way. I'm not like that. I love that about you. But I think I do it for the, uh, it's a defense mechanism, an auto one where it's like, it's okay. Awesome. It's the yeah. mirror. It's the exactly. mirror image, right? Like I lead with like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm not threatening. Yeah. And you're like, I'll fuck you up. Oh, <laughs> no. Sorry. You say it. Uh, no, totally. Cause it's like, I just want you to know that I don't, I'm a cat. Like, I don't care about you. Right. And then I'll eventually care about you once I find out that you're not going to like ruin my life. That's kind of. I think uh, that's, um, that makes that analogy makes so much sense because um I feel like to try to get you to love me I would (laughs) I would try to like like say hi from a distance several times and then sort of just move in close like closer and closer and eventually hopefully I was like I think we might be friends now we got her we got her I think we're in Ilana yeah. just said that to me this morning. Really? What did she say? <laughs> she said, uh, so Ilana and I are working on some music together. And mm-hmm. she she's one of my best friends in the world, though. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. But she always brings up that when she met me, I didn't care about her existence at all. So she just wanted to be my friend. To be your friend immediately, right? And I didn't know that, that that's what the response is to me not caring or pretending to not care, I guess is the better way of saying mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was the response. I thought the response was you either hate it or you don't care. But no. that's very interesting that you say that. I'm it sorry. was that for me. No, please don't be. And honestly, the second reaction I had to you, like, because we would interact at work very little at first. Yeah. Was how much like absolute peace I felt with you because you didn't care about me at all. And like, uh, I didn't have to put on any sort of like 
I didn't have to put anything on. I could just do whatever, like I could just be myself and walk away. And it was like a very peaceful feeling. So I don't know if that happens for everybody, but that was definitely my reaction to you. That's interesting because I think in the setting, like we're talking like survival job setting, right? That you're always eyes are on you. Just like what you're saying at restaurant jobs, you know, you want your tables to like you because that's your money. You want your bosses to like you because that's your hours. Right. You want your coworkers to like you because that's your help. Right. And like you, everybody's eyes are always like trying to find something wrong, especially at that specific job. Yeah. And so I can totally see why. And that's kind of how I felt too. It's just like, well, if I just like, I do not give, you know, any sort of preference to any of these people, like I'll probably get scorned less than Uh. if I like try really hard. And so I think that's how, that's how that worked. I'm going to take a little bit out of, I'm going to take a little page out of your book. Just try it. I mean, try it. Just because, and the only thing that it saves me, it doesn't save me a whole lot. I think I'm much nicer outside of those environments. I actually know that I'm a million times nicer outside of those environments, but I think the only thing it saves me is um, like fake people don't cling to me very often. Yeah. Because they don't even want to, they think it'd be too much effort to fake their way through that. So they don't. Because they know that, like, you don't even play that game. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. So yeah, I don't attract them. That's the positive. Do you nap? Do you nap less? I feel like I have to nap after, like, a major (laughs) front of house session. I am so exhausted by it. Yeah, that's very... It's. I think there was a point... There's a point in age where I actually think that you... I don't know what you consider yourself or what you've taken on a Myers-Briggs exam test, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I used to be an extrovert. And when I started working those types of jobs just to survive, I turned into an introvert fast. Me too. And it's scary to watch that because it's, it's kind of sad because you're like, oh my gosh, my personality, my whole being kind of mm-hmm. how I show myself to the world has changed because of how this thing makes me feel. Yeah. Did we, so did you think we left extrovertism in our, in our so. younger age as well? I think, I think a lot of people do. I think so too. Cause I think things get, uh, like you said, people get, we get tired now <laughs> yeah. and extroversion requires social lives and multiple, multiple friends and things like that. And as you get older, those, your priorities switch quite a bit. Yeah. Like, I think I start any of my social functions, like, much earlier now. Oh, yeah. Just so you guys know, I got to be home by 8 because, um, (laughs) like, the voice is on or whatever. Yeah. I have to let my my dog out. So I have to. He hasn't been out in two hours. Mm, I got to go. I got to (laughs) go. Or for you, I would just use your boyfriend for everything. I'd be like, oh, Joe just texted me. Headache. He is one, right? And then just, like, go. Oh my gosh, that would be my favorite thing in the whole world. Okay, this is kind of goes along with that one, but how will I know who to trust? Ooh, that's wonderful. My answer is you won't. And you have to learn and you have to always be learning because it's often that the people that you end up like, oh, I shouldn't have trusted them. You find it out in the strangest times like it wouldn't have been 
it's a very specific time that someone that you can't trust will use you for something or whatever that is. So I don't think you ever really know until, you know, you've determined that you're like 90% sure. What do you think? Um, yeah, I used, I think when I was younger, I used to trust way more people than I should have. And, and there's always like, here's the thing. I think like now I've learned how to like any of those physical, like intuitive signals of like, don't say that, or don't tell that person that, or don't, I listen to now. <laughs> Whereas, mm, oh yeah. Like when, when I was younger, right. When I was younger, that alert would buzz and be like, should you be talking about that? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. No, thank you. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. You're when so I'm, right though. When I'm crying. Cause I did the wrong thing. Exactly. Um, Cause now it's more like you get those, those trigger warnings back of like, Oh, this happened last time. Okay. I'm not going to tell that thing, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. Or do the thing, whatever it is, but it's like, yeah. you see, you see, watch someone's behavior. I mean, I think this is especially in my romantic relationships when I was younger, I'm like, I'm watching this behavior happen. I know I shouldn't keep talking to this person. And yeah. yet. Yeah. I kept they, overriding it. Yeah. Codependency, man, is like a very interesting thing that you don't even, and I'm not saying that's what your situation is, but. Oh, no. It is. Okay. It's, it's, I think it's clearly becoming a pattern here. <laughs> mine too, though. Mine too. And you oh. don't know what it means. You think that you're hanging in there and just like being nice to someone because you're nice or like keeping them around because they haven't done anything directly to you or whatever that is. Or you're loyal. Yes. Or good friend you don't want to be seen as like whatever yeah but yeah never works out people anybody they have to doubt a little bit just probably don't take it too far yeah yeah what if people treat me poorly well what if people treat me poorly i'm bad at this one You'd think that this whole like front, like, I don't care. It's not real. And so like, if I get treated poorly, I'm like pretty affected and I'll hold it against you for a pretty long time. And this is with people that you know? Anybody. Anybody. It has to be, it's not like a little thing, like little things or whatever. But right. if anything's like really big, like, whoa, I'm kind of, that's, but I don't retaliate. Do you oh, retaliate? I yeah. I mean, I don't think I, re yeah, I don't think that I retaliate, but I think I have the opposite. I have the opposite reaction. Like once somebody shows me who they are and they've treated me a certain way, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm just done. There is nothing that you could do to get me back. Um, and that takes a lot. I think it takes yeah. a lot for somebody to do that. But when they're, when someone's very blatantly, uh, treats me poorly, I'll let them know. Yeah. I think that is the important part is that that's what we don't know when we're younger and like trying to impress and trying to grow friend groups or whatever it is. You got to yeah. stick up for yourself always, because if you don't stick up for yourself once, it will become a pattern. And yeah. And yes. And I'm, I'm actually very grateful for the people who have been outrightly bad like not nice yeah. versus the people who have been sort of nice and sort of not nice yeah the fake is hard 
that's tough. And that was, that took me a lot to navigate that peacefully in a way that I could sort of step away from my own mental health and like sanity to be like, oh, but they said this, but they're, but they're also doing this. Do you know what I'm talking about? I guess is the term frenemy now? Is it, is that like the, yeah, it's like a total, like Mean Girls is a perfect example of that from uh, the Regina George thing. That was the hardest thing for me to, that is still the hardest thing for me to navigate. Yeah. Cause you're like, why, what's in it for them also? So why would they be treating me poorly? Like, what do I even have that they need? Like, what <laughs> is it? I don't, it's not yeah. Money. It's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, like, what is it? You're totally right. You're totally right. Those are the most difficult ones because you want to keep them around for certain reasons. And then you want them to go far away for the others. Yeah. How can I avoid heartbreak? I think personally that you want to not avoid heartbreak when you're in your 20s go for it yeah because you will learn the lessons necessary to be have a productive adult life yeah whether that be like friends family uh, romantic relationships business relation whatever it is like your heart is going to get broken often 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 but just let it and then just cross your fingers that that means in your 30s it won't be broken as much I guess right that yeah what do you think um Ron Howard said something really interesting about Mm -hmm. that I remember him saying like you will all like whenever you're making your your a project or something that you love you will always get your heart broken at least once always and on every project and I'm like I don't know, something weirdly comforting about that because like I know I'm gonna get my heart broken. Yeah. You're not waiting for it to happen. It just it's going to. So it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the attitude I have now. Like I know my I, my my heart's been broken a ton in, in a lot of different aspects of my life. Yeah. Um I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the thing of like knowing that you're gonna get through it eventually. Cause at the time it just feels the worst. Like everything is mm-hmm. I really like when I get heartbroken, I get heartbroken like all the way. Yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But I think it's a, it's also, there are a lot of people that go their whole lives without really feeling the heartbreak that they've had. I think that's important to like, to accept heartbreak as a thing that's not good, that's bad and that you can deal with and work through because heartbreak is the hardest thing that we have to deal with I think you're right and so if you can do it once you can do it again and you're gonna have to do it I feel like but maybe that's a million times because your heart can get broken a little bit by little things too it's like anything can happen I think my heart just breaks all the time but my my heart's breaking right now thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) and especially pandemic it's so easy to get your heart broken because there's not much going on. So if something happens, you're like, oh, I'm pained. Because it's, it's the one thing that's happened in your day, right? Like nothing. And else then it suddenly it goes away. Like what's going on? Okay. So how to avoid heartbreak? Don't. Don't. Um, how will I know where to go? How will I choose the right path? Very <laughs> interesting <laughs> because I probably, I think I, even said this to you via text uh recently maybe but I don't know like I still don't know what path is right or what's right or where to go or what to do and I think 
the pandemic has put all of us in this place of uncertainty and in a place of uncertainty where we can't have guidance either because nobody knows. So like you can have the best mentor in the world, but they don't know what you're going to be doing in, you know, 2021 at the end of it. So what do you think? Do you think there's comfort in that, that like, I felt a cert- a weird comfort in knowing that nobody knew and yeah. therefore I was all of a sudden not the person, like the only person in the room that didn't know. Cause I always walk into rooms assuming everyone else knows, but me and yeah, yeah. The, it, it really, t- it tore down for me, it tore down a lot of mental walls about that, about yeah. thinking at every, that, that people, everybody knows what they're talking about, that everybody knows what they're doing except for, for me. Yeah. And now I know that that's not true at all. Um, I think it's always not true though, too. And now we just have um, many more examples of how we're all more alike than not normally. It's just that we have no choice but to admit uh, where the things have fallen through at this point. Like nobody has jobs, nobody has, you know, there's so many things that you're, and people that were very, very, very well off and successful are also in the same position. Same. Like, why did I get a job like in the middle of, you know, absolute chaos? Yeah. But also like you're, that's not a guarantee you're an actor. So like, who knows when the next one will come. So it's like, you have to, yeah, there's just, everything's always wobbly. So you can't even, it's almost like it's hard to get excited about little things. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, but to specifically get back to that, the question of like the path, I don't know, man. I feel like that that's like, again, training that I would love to rebel against. There's no, like, I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah. I, I, I think that I should know that. And then I get this very strange guilt that I have like, oh, well, you don't know what's your five-year plan. I'm like, I don't, I don't have that. And I don't have really the desire to like, to try to, to sort that out. Or to just, write it on paper it's, for what? Yeah, it's it's stressing me out just thinking about. It. <laughs> she's like, if you guys can see her face right now, she's like, her whole I'm, face is coming. She's wiping it off. She's I'm, her whole ru- face I'm off like rubbing. I'm rubbing my eyes really hard. <laughs> I think the thing that's important to remember, and this is something advice that I should give myself every single day because I ask myself this every single day, and I think anybody that. Anybody that does any job, like I know that I talk about being an actor and a writer and a lot on the show, but it compares to everything, everyone with a dream. And with a dream. Yeah. Anyone with a dream is going to feel the exact same way, no matter what your dream is. And I think it's just important to work hard and do the right thing as much as, as much as humanly possible to do the right thing anyway. And that's the path you're supposed to be on. I agree with you all supposed to be doing comparing yourself to other people just isn't going to work people like it just doesn't work and you have to celebrate people along your path that have gotten somewhere that maybe you wanted to go because it will be you eventually and so to keep it positive and to really feel positive about it is really important because your path is going to go buck wild yeah once you start like like letting envy run your life or whatever it is yeah sorry (laughs) you're making me cry (laughs) no don't cry Um, see but that's it's just it's the path thing is so dumb it's so dumb and it's also just like 
I don't know. It's like, we're all like, even the comparison thing, it's like, we're comparing ourselves to this, to an idea of how somebody mm-hmm. is, not the actuality and not the reality of what's actually going on in their lives. Absolutely. Because we're comparing ourselves and that's the social media conversation. It's like, we are looking at literally someone's social media. Think about your social media and how much you plan, <laughs> how your social media is going to look. That person's planning it too, if not yeah. more, to make sure that they maintain the status that they've set for themselves. And so that's why it's so hard because you're you're looking at someone else's fantasy that's not even real. And so yeah, it's very complicated because it's not real. Yeah, this I feel like the the advent of social media has cr- like really created um, branding for people in a way that I've never witnessed before in my life. Like the, the generation before us now knows what their brand is, and like, yeah, gosh, if you asked me that at that age or even now, you know, I could tell you some things. But... <laughs> could change it at could. any moment too, and that's the thing. There's the cancel culture stuff, and oh, like. Yeah. But the, you know, there's some of the cancel culture that's necessary, like some bad stuff comes out of um, influencers and social media and some really bad stuff comes out of that. So there is a positive side to cancel culture because, you know, that generation's calling people out. Yeah. Um, Whether it's for the right reason or not, I do not know. But, you know, when something's wrong, something's wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, the social media of it all is very confusing because someone can have your ideal life and then the next day you know, you'll read this awful thing that they've done. You're like, oh, whoa, that's their reality. Not the thing that I thought. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the final question. This one's going to be, this is good timing for this. How can I deal with stress and difficult emotions? You want to take this one first? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like try to deal with it, I think is the most important part, Uh, especially the stress part. The whole, now there are a lot of conversations about grinding, right? And people that are working constantly and oh, like right. going in the grind and da, 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 and people shaming that. And like, like, where's your life if all you're doing is working and all you're doing is, you know, the stress, even if you don't see it because you have too much adrenaline to see it, stress impacts everything and it impacts your physical health. Oh God. Well. Yeah like an unbelievable amount. And so, and obviously difficult emotions are going to be with you forever, but dealing with them and addressing them is the best advice I can give because some of us are going to be in therapy forever because they waited too long to deal with trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving through it rather than like pushing it down, which is like, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get by, but I would say the same thing. Like, I think I feel the most relieved when I've finally given up trying to push down something I'm feeling. Yeah. When I'm just like, I just need to accept this and feel this and move through it. Cause the sooner that I actually feel it, the sooner it'll be over and I can move on to the next thing. And I think in your twenties too, like the hardest part is you experience a lot of the big feelings for the first time. And so maybe not heartbreak because that, it's probably been happening since you were like two, but the everything else, like the big adult emotions and big life change emotions and whatever those are, those are happening in your twenties and they're easy to just be like, well, um, that's the first time that happened. So let's keep it moving. And it's just like, no, cause that's the first of many. And you're going to want to have at least tried to take it in. 
what do you feel about the difference between how you handle stress now versus how you handled it in your 20s? Um, I take breaks now. Like what? What does that look like? A nap, um, uh, journaling. Mm. But when I was, uh, you know, in my when I was young, uh, younger, I used to get sick so much because I would just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. And I'd make myself sick. I got like a huge, I was actually thinking about this this morning. I had a huge welt on my face during a play because I was just oh. so, yeah, I had to get it lanced. Oh my gosh. And I just remember how painful it was. And it was all stress induced. Because you were running on that play adrenaline. And like, the play adrenaline. And yeah. I also think, just think like the mindset, especially in 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 the culture of, the industry and stuff is that you got to keep hustling. You got to keep doing this. You got to keep working. You got to. And, um, and if you don't, you suck and you, you're a quitter. Suck. You're lazy. You're ill-equipped. You're never going to make it like all of those things. Right. Um, yeah, I give myself more time now, but I won't, I will say that I still probably feel guilt for it and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on. What does that look like? Like guilt in the way of like, just at the end of the day, you kind of wish you got more done or what? Not, yeah. Like feeling like I didn't do enough. Yeah. Or I didn't do all the things I wanted to get done or whatever, but it's definitely getting better. And I definitely think it's helpful now that culturally, it seems like the conversation of the hustle is shifting shifting. towards self-love and self-care. And because of the pandemic, it's shifting like big corporate jobs, you know, they're all working from home. And it's shifting in that way where it's like you're more productive in four hours at home probably than you are of eight hours in an office, like just feeling like, Mm -hmm. and so that whole, it's changing and it's shifting and that's fun, I think. Way more fun. But yeah, like fun by way, napping is so much more fun than like a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) Like that is for sure. And the other thing about that too is like mental health is like very a real thing to address. It's real. Yeah, and if you are dealing with difficult mo- emotions but you feel like it's out of your range, yeah. then you need to talk to someone because yeah. it's never going to be within your range and then it's going to create these other things. And dealing with it in oh man, I wish I would have dealt with stuff in my 20s way better. I was going to say, we could have an entire podcast oh, yeah. episode just on this, the topic of taking care of your mental health in your 20s versus now and, you know. Yeah, and why and what it looks and like. And why and how, yeah. important, how important it is to exactly. do for yourself. Because you're only going to be young bodied for so long. Like you said, you'd make yourself sick all the time, but you'd bounce back because you were young. And now if you did that to yourself, it probably wouldn't be the same because, you know, age is, is also a real thing that is actually happening within your body. And I think that's important to remember too. And it takes longer to recover. But quicker to recover from emotion. Way, way quicker. I just, I just know now the things that I need to do to get back to where I need to be. If that makes sense. Like if I, if I came home from, if I've been on, you know, if I've been at work all day, I know I need like an hour or two by myself and whether that's just staring at tiktok videos or doing some like just doing something dumb like that i know what i need now to recharge yeah. you know i know not to put two friend dates on the same day that's exactly 
I can't do that. No. I can yeah. do one, one friend thing. A week. A week. <laughs> <laughs> a week. I think that's the important thing too. I think we get taught. I don't know when we get taught this and I don't know if you feel the same, but mm-hmm. that, uh, to, that if something happens to you, you should go and do something in public and you should be social and you should be around people. And then you should, you know, it's very like drink it off. Maybe that's just like the college uh, leftover in early twenties for me, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we learn in our twenties. Right. So it takes a lot to get that away to like, you know, the bar isn't going to help this. No, you have to, no. <laughs> Ever, no. by the way, Ever. whether you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 90s, it's just yeah. not going to be helpful. It's never going to be. Well, let's wrap this up with uh, one piece of advice. Let's say someone that's 25 years old walked up to you today out in those streets and said, how do I be happy? What would you say? I would just say like that the voice that is telling you what to do inside the soft one, just listen to it faster. Uh, Don't please don't push the override button like I did. Um, And like, don't do the things that you think you should do. Just do the things that you want to do because that's going to lead to where you're ultimately, I think, maybe not always happy, but more content with your life. And you're the person that has to deal with you at the end of the day. So you might as well make yourself happy. That's what I would say. That's perfect. That's perfect. And that the ending point is you're the one that has to deal with you. And it's true. It's like, you're not going to whatever tricks you have to feeling better they're not always going to be around, but you are always going to be around with yourself. So you better get to know you. Otherwise you're going to have a rocky time. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. That was so, Oh, thank you, Trina. That was so fulfilling. Oh, I'm so glad. So nice to talk to a friend and truly maybe in person one day. I don't know. I don't know what kind of crazy stuff will happen. You're, you're getting nuts. <laughs> let's stay tuned for that. Okay. Where can everybody find you on, on the onlines, on anywhere? Do you want to be found? I was going to say, <laughs> after everything we said about social media. Uh, I actually, I, yeah, I took my Instagram off my phone today, actually. But when it comes back on, uh, I am at Miss Mapuana on Instagram. Um, that's and pretty that's, much it. Yeah. And we're going to stay tuned for her TikTok career. Oh, and yes. Yeah. What's, do you want us to know your TikTok now? Oh, well, no, just in case, just in case I, <laughs> what if I have a new name? Okay. Okay. So this is what we want you to do. We want you to follow her on the gram and then she'll direct you to the good talk when she starts taking and talking and please like them and watch them because anybody of any age can be on tiktok and it's so yeah. annoying we're not even old we're that's what's the old. most annoying part is we're not even old but everyone's I treating have us like this, we are let's have this conversation in our 50s <laughs> yeah exactly we're still not even old 
No, that's still not old. <laughs> We're still not even that old. Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a good convo. You're going to come back. We have a lot of different things that we can chat about. Thank you listeners for listening. Don't forget to click subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give it a rating. Let us know what you think. And we will see you next time. Bye. Aloha. Thank you.